Hey guys, welcome to the 14th blogger podcast, depending on where you're seeing this. Uh, today we'll be talking about general chemistry, but if you want to see the blogs when they come out, they come out every Tuesday and Thursday at mybiologyexperience.com. You can head over to the blog section of our website and head down. You can subscribe and you'll get an email every single time we post. Uh, we post at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday and Thursday again. Uh, drop a like on this video and subscribe. It helps us more than you can imagine. Chemistry, the class that lurks in the streets, waiting for the moment you have to confront it. Feared by so many that people will change majors just not to take it. General chemistry is often the hardest class a college student will take in their freshman year of school. The combination of the amount of material and the complexity of the subjects make it a class feared by many. Well, I am here to say otherwise. I know, I know you're saying he's one of those people. In fact, I'm not one of those people. I feared chemistry just as much as the next person. I had a horrible experience in high school chemistry and just didn't understand this uh, curriculum. Within this post, I will share the ways I managed to get an A in both chemistry 101 and 102. So the summary of my experience, chemistry 101. On the first day of class, I walked into the science building of Arcadia University, Boyer Hall. It was for my 8.30 class, Chemistry 101. As I arrived 15 minutes early, I roamed the building trying to uncover the location of my class, labeled 102. Turns out it was in the basement, which makes no sense to me, but what are you going to do? The room was dark and cold, just the environment I expected for this class. I sat at the front of the class and laid my belongings on a long lecture table. As my professor walked in, he began talking immediately about chemistry and its difficulty. He explained that the first two weeks of class will be compared to tryouts for a sports team. People will be competing to earn scores on exams and assignments that showed you were able to stay in chemistry 101. If you didn't make the team, you were kicked out of the class and placed in the chemistry 100 and forced to take chemistry 101 the following semester. The idea of being in chemistry 100 scared me beyond belief. The idea of having to take an extra semester of chemistry was the last thing I needed. So for the first two weeks of class, I listened to every single lecture and read every single textbook chapter. I received perfect scores on all of my take-home exams and an A- minus on the first exam, which was the final determinant of staying in 101. After having, a new per, uh, after having new people join our class and others be kicked out of the following week, we began the true journey of chemistry. The entire first semester of chemistry was fairly simple, especially the first month. Most of the chapters covered basic science principles that were pretty easy to understand, not complex. It didn't require any mathematical mathematics past algebra one. As we moved further into the semester, however, it began to be more complex. Some symbols and equations looked like something out of the movies. One of the equations I remember specifically was a Schrodinger equation. This equation was a part of the quantum mechanics unit and is based on Newton's second law of classical mechanics. Given initial conditions, the equation postulates the, the physical setting of an atom's electron and more. Throughout the entire semester, I worked extremely hard, redoing equations on whiteboards and reading hundreds of pages from the textbook. In the end, I only managed to get a 1B on the exam in Chemistry 101 and received an overall A for the class. Chemistry 102. Chemistry 102 was a completely different class. This class made 101 look like elementary school. Everything is the opposite of what I said about Chemistry 101. 
the math is difficult, the topics were complex and diverse, and the concepts were difficult to grasp. Throughout the entire semester, you will be expected to know numerous equations and not just know them, but understand them. You will have to manipulate them in order to get the answers you need and possibly replace variables with other equations that are equivalent. This is, this is all after you figure out what is actually happening. I struggled a lot in chemistry 102. Luckily, there were curves on some of the tests that boosted my grade, but I found myself knowing the topics but not understanding the topic. Yes, there is a difference. A little more than halfway through the semester, however, COVID hit. We, went, we were sent home and required to learn online with a professor that had no experience with virtual learning. I tried to aggress as much as I could during the lectures, but ended up having to learn directly from the textbook. I spent hours, sometimes a full day, trying to solve problems and understand units. The first exam was eight questions. The final exam was eight questions, and we were given four hours to complete it. I have never been so stressed during a final exam in my life. I used the entire four hours to solve each equation numerous times, and in the end, I managed to get a B. This was one of the highest grades in the class, and I was so proud of myself. I ended Chemistry 102 with an A, one of the hardest A's I have ever worked for. How do you study for Chemistry 101? and just chemistry in general. Chemistry can be grouped with mathematics in the way you study. It's not about knowing the material, but it's about understanding the material. And yes, there is a difference. Knowing the material is great. You will be able to solve elementary problems and manage to complete the course. However, understanding the curriculum will allow you to solve complex problems and require multiple manipulations and an understanding of information outside the topic of interest. The approach I took to studying was one I used for every single chemistry course, including organic chemistry. I would first listen to the lectures and then read the textbook. If you have, if you have read my law, blog about biology, this is the total opposite way of the way I study for those courses. The reason for this is that a biology lecture and chemistry lecture are completely different. A chemistry lecture reviews a topic that needs to be explained not just explained on how to solve the problem, but how the problem relates to chemistry. A biology lecture is more about explaining facts or explaining things that are static and have no fluidity most of the time. So in biology, it is easy to grasp and understand uh, a good understanding of a topic from the textbook, but in chemistry, it is much more difficult. When listening in class, I would often take notes on the major subjects, the big picture that was trying to be shown. I tried to answer questions like, why is this equation being used instead of this one? Or does this law of thermodynamics change the way I approach this problem? How do I understand those big picture ideas? I would then read, when I understood those big picture ideas, I would then read the textbook and grasp all of the uh, more fine details, such as manipulating a problem to solve for a different variable or an exotic use for an equation. From the textbook, I would often make a step-by-step -step notes on how to solve certain problems and explanations for them. This helped me understand the topic instead of memorizing the topic. What not to do during chemistry. There were many people that I witnessed fall off and begin to struggle with chemistry as the semesters continued. Some even dropped the class halfway through the semester. The first thing you should not do, and I feel this goes without saying, is do not panic. This, was, this is what so many people tell you not to do, but dozens of people do it every semester during chemistry and the worst comes after. When you panic during chemistry, you begin to make things harder for yourself. 
your emotions start to start getting the best of you and things begin to make uh, make no sense. You feel lost and hopeless, like nothing on this planet could even come close to saving you. Instead of panicking, take a step back, relax, take a deep breath and find a solution. I don't mean the solution to the equation either. A solution to the problem of why you aren't uh, solving it. Like I said, take a deep breath and relax. Take the time to revisit the topic in the textbook or review your notes. Look to see if you didn't understand something to the fullest. Go and ask some friends for help or even email the professor on the troubled area. There are so many resources around you in today's, in today's age that the question is never unsolvable. You just need to find the resource to help you. The second thing you should never do is get comfortable. Just when you get comfortable with chemistry is when you fall behind and realize you messed up. It has happened to me and every person I know that has taken chemistry. Often, someone that is doing really well is putting an extreme amount of effort, studying for hours, a day, and reviewing uh, notes constantly. Doing this is extremely draining, and with such success in the class, you often think it's okay to study less. No, 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 no. Don't do it. Keep chugging along. I wish I did. This simple mistake that happens at the end of the semester is one of the easiest things to avoid, and it's often the difference between someone that gets an A and an A minus. Chemistry is hard, and everyone knows that, including the professors. The last thing, uh, the last thing I will tell you is: do not say uh, say you aren't smart enough to do it. Every person is smart enough to do it, but the amount, uh, the moment you say you aren't, is the moment you lose all confidence in yourself. If you have no confidence in yourself, no one else is going to have confidence in you either. People that say they aren't smart enough to take chemistry are the people that end up failing chemistry. So general chemistry is one of the scariest topics uh, to talk about to incoming freshmen and just scariest classes to take uh, for a number of reasons. So the first reason is that Chemistry 101 is typically the first class a freshman will take in college that is hard rigor. It is notoriously difficult. Um, and just, it, it's got a notion behind it that they have to do well on it. You know, you want to do well freshman year, you're starting off uh, fresh and, you know, it, it just has a lot of uh, things behind it that make it difficult. Uh, you don't know what to expect, you know, your first time with a professor in the science department. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a multitude of different things. But in reality, uh, if you learn the techniques of studying for, I'll say, your individual professor, because each indiv uh, individual professor has their own way of teaching, testing, and everything else under the sun, um, if you find a way that works best in order to accomplish your goal and your goal, whether it's getting an A, getting a B, um, or, or doing whatever it is, uh, as long as you accomplish that and meet those requirements that you set out for yourself, you should have no problem in this class. Uh, the first, first, uh, the first thing more, uh, first thing that you must do is first be confident in yourself. Walking into that class and saying, oh, "I'm so bad at math. I'm so bad at chemistry. I failed chemistry in high school." Well, in high school, I took uh, I was in honors chemistry my sophomore year. And I went to that class. There's probably 10 kids in that class, including myself. And, you know, I went on, I was learning the subject. It, it was difficult, especially for a 10, uh, 10th grader. I had some idea what's going on here, here and there. I'd be like, oh, I have no idea what that is. I grasp uh, things par partially. 
But the thing I wasn't doing in high school is I wasn't studying. I would go to class and just try to grasp material in there. And then I would take a quiz without studying before or a test without studying for it. And I would get a, a 60 or 70 on it. And I'd be like, oh my God, this class is so hard. It's not hard. I just didn't study. And even my uh, my teacher during 10th grade honors chemistry, she comes up to me and she goes, Patrick, we need to talk. I go, yeah, yeah, I need to talk. I'm going to drop the class. She goes, no, no, no. Like, why are you dropping the class? Like, you're a smart young kid. And I go, no, no, like, this isn't for me. Um, I think I'm just going to drop down to regular regions uh, chemistry or in New York State. That's just regular normal chemistry. And um, and she goes, she goes, Patrick, you just need to put in a little more work. And I said, I'm putting in work. I, I really am. I'm really trying here. I was not trying. And I think a lot of people can relate to that is that yeah, in high school and stuff like that and middle school, whatever you want to say, you were not trying at that time. You always try a little harder um, in college. I think I'm giving it my most potential, my full potential. And I'm doing really well. I got A in chemistry. I did well in organic chemistry. You got, a, got a, I think it was a B plus or something like that, which I was completely happy with taking it online and everything like that. I'll be posting another thing about organic chemistry. I'm sure some people will want that one. But being confident and, and being confident in the work that you're doing uh, is first and foremost. And putting in the time, as I was just saying, to do the work is just in, incredibly important. Uh, you can't just show up to that class and expect good grades and expect to pass, to be honest. If you show up to Chemistry 101, and especially Chemistry 102, you are not going to pass if you don't study. It is just not going to go your way. That, that material on the test is not there to give you easy answers that you could fill out and just get a 65 or 70 on the test and, and just move on with your day. That test is to test your knowledge and your understanding of what the material they talked about. It's not just stating a fact. It's about um, really just really just testing you and just, you know, checking your understanding. There's no other way to put it. But the big difference between chemistry 101 and 102 is just the material. Uh, chemistry 1 is more is more of a... Um, I'll say logical uh, understanding of chemistry. You'll learn a lot of uh, concepts, polarities, uh, ionics, bonding, and stuff like that. And just like learning all the different like uh, phosphates, uh, sulfates, and all these different things, uh, electronegativities, uh, Schrodinger's equations, and stuff like that. Chemistry 102, you'll use all those things and apply them to equations so you could solve problems in complex equations, um, such as. Uh, I don't even know. I forget nowadays. But like titrations, that's ugh, the lab of titrations. Everyone remembers that one. But um, titrations, just a, a simple example, and a, a bunch of other things of, of order and, and stuff like that. So it's a first and foremost to do well in Chemistry 101 sets you up really well for Chemistry 102. And Chemistry 101 and Chemistry 102 sets you up nicely for organic chemistry and biochemistry, if you have to take that. You are a biology major, so some of you guys might be taking bio, uh, biochemistry. So it's really important to get a good foundation for yourself. Um, other than that, I don't really have much to talk about in general chemistry. You guys have a lot to ask. Uh, you know, you can always email us at contact at mybiologyexperience.com, and I'll be happy to respond either in a blog post or email or whatever way it ends up being. But, you know, make sure you subscribe to the channel. It'll, giving us a like and a subscribe helps more than you can imagine. And I hope to connect more, uh, you know, more biology students and the biology community one branch at a time. So enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Uh, see you. See you at the next blog.